Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports. Oh, this is so good. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one, their butt yes, out. They blew their collective butts out to try to get that win. Oh, their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test didn't? The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Math. Just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080thefan.com. Hour two! If say anything from hour one, shame on you. But you can go back and listen to the podcast. Uh, that is available at 1080thefan.com. It is available on the Odyssey app. It is available at odyssey.com. It is available through our Squeezer feed. Mm. If you like to get it there. Um, if you, you don't follow on us on Squeezer. What? You haven't been on that in a while. What are you talking about? I'm on Squeegee every day, man. I squeege like a squeegee. All right, cool. That's how I do it. Because you're not looking in the right place. Yeah. Well, you're listen. You're a little. You don't know it very well. But yeah, uh, yeah if you want to get there, uh, you can certainly do that. I think you also corrected me, which it should be corrected for my news update. Haskins hit by a car. Yes. Yes. Yeah, not, not a car crash. Yeah. I think so that's yeah. important. Yeah. So, um, but not not a ton of details on that. But yes, it is uh, worth knowing that uh, the reports are right now that it was hit by a car early this morning, uh, and has passed away. So, um, very sad. So, moving on from that, we did talk about an hour one. So we're not just trying to dismiss that either. So if you want to go back and listen, uh, you can do that. Um, the NBA off season is nearly upon us for Portland. The NBA postseason is uh, getting ready to get started for the rest of the NBA. Will, as a Blazers fan, how are you going to look at this uh, postseason uh, without the Blazers? First time in a long time. Gonna love it, man. Yeah, I love the NBA playoffs, whether the Blazers are in there or not. Okay, who's your who's your uh, who's your team? What's uh, what's the best uh, storyline that you're watching? Then going into the playoffs, obviously we get to start with uh, year two of the play-in tournament. I guess year three technically because they kind of uh, formed it from the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get year two of the official 
play-in tournament. Uh, any storylines there other than the Nets, which I think seems like the most obvious one? Well, what I think is so awesome about the play-in tournament, because we were talking about this, um, we were talking about this yesterday during um, AJ and Fartbox, yep. was that, um, you know, the play-in acts as, you know, a... Hmm, how do I want to put this? X is kind of a, uh, a life vest for some teams sure. that uh, quite possibly could be on the cusp, but not, just not quite there yet. And the reason I say that is because you look at the past uh, two play-ins um, for the Western Conference, the first one in the bubble, the Suns should have been in it because they won like nine straight games <laughs> yep. leading up eight to straight, it. I think, yeah, or yeah. Eight, yeah, yep. eight straight games leading up to it, and they just missed it. And then the year after that, of course, we know what happened with the Suns. They blew up. Uh, last year, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies charged their way into the play in yeah. and actually made some noise. And now look at them. They're second in the West. They're, uh, being picked as a dark horse to come out of the Western conference. So I think the play in is incredibly important on both sides because you start to get a sense of teams that are maybe on the cusp, not quite there yet, have Ooh. the pieces, but are trying to kind of formulate things. If you look at the teams that are in those play in scenarios, I would say New Orleans is one to look at just because of the fact that CJ McCollum has made all the difference for that team. Like it, it is insane how that team turned things around with CJ McCollum on the roster. Now, was it getting CJ or losing Josh Hart? Uh, <laughs> well, just, I'm just, I'm just, kidding. I mean, and you know, everybody kind of went, I, I don't think that CJ going to the Pelicans was really talked about enough, especially here. I mean, obviously it was talked about in the fact that like we're losing CJ McCollum, but I don't think it was talked about like, how much of a massive impact he was going to make because when that dude's healthy and he's engaged, that's 25 a night guaranteed if he's getting the ball in his hands. So the fact that he went there and just started exploding uh, scoring wise on a roster that's pretty strong. I mean, that team has some potential heading into the future, especially if you do get Zion Williamson back and he's, you know, healthy for at least half the season. Sure. So I'm going to be looking for the Pelicans in the play-in. Well, and, and when Zion was playing, there was a lot of uh, balls in that guy's hand. He is going to be the one that we're going to run the offense mm. through. And if you have CJ, that takes some of the demand off of a guy that uh, is so far in his career often injured. Uh, but that's an interesting way to look at it as, you know, these teams that are on the rise there, because the other team that's in the play in, uh, in the Western Conference is led by a guy that says he, he has a completely different outlook on everything after how devastatingly his family was affected by COVID. And that's uh big cat, uh, Carl Anthony towns in Minnesota right now, sitting at the seven seed. Um, and this may not be their year, but they've got a great young player in Anthony Edwards. And they've got, uh, I mean, Carl Anthony towns had 60 effortlessly, uh, just a couple weeks ago. And so I'm, it, I, I can see what you're saying. That's a that's a fun way to look at it for sure. But the other thing about the playing on the other side is the team that you were talking about a little bit yesterday, Lamelo Ball getting a chance to be in the playoffs, and without the playing tournament, he wouldn't be there. But that guy's been passing and and playing in a spectacular fashion that's worth watching. So it just gives him a little bit more airtime. And it looks like right now they would be matched up against the Brooklyn Nets. You you in for a little Hornets Nets action? Hell yeah. Buddy, especially if they get Westbrook, <laughs> getting Westbrook before the playoffs somehow. Yes, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure how the math works on that. Um, Break the rules. Yeah, well, hell yeah, dude. Dude, Lamella Ball, in my opinion, is 
probably one of the three best watches in the NBA. Sure. He's just magic, man. The uh, other night where he was coming down on a breakaway and just did like, and I know like it's NBA players. Yeah. They're athletic freaks anyway, but it was so just effortless. Yep. His ability to just kind of hang in the air, throw the ball right between the legs off the glass in perfect position for an alley-oop. Like, I, I love that guy. I thought it was a massive disappointment last season when they made the play in and they didn't really go anywhere. So yeah. I, I'm I'm looking for them. They, yeah, they can fizz out too. Uh, well, a team that did make some noise in the playoffs too. That you have the Hawks, uh, Cavaliers. Cavaliers, another one of those teams on the rise. So I don't know. I, I, I like what you're saying. The way that uh, these play-in tournaments uh, have gone so far, there has been a team that has uh, showed up the next year. Which of the teams that we just mentioned will it be? Who knows? Maybe it'll be the Zach Collins-led uh, San Antonio Spurs. This texter is saying they're not even above 500 since CJ. You act like they're at the Pelicans. Uh, you act like they're on the verge of winning it all. Will, you are so out of it. Um, <laughs> let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Well, they're seven, seven and three eight. in the yeah. last 10. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. They're at seven and three in their last 10. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. listen we, in fact, you, some you, might call that like a good way to end a season. You know and then what? getting into a play. Hey, but, you know, whatever. We will see. Your, your point about the Suns. And the Grizz, yeah, I think is I think makes some sense. If the Pelicans go and do nothing, guess what? There's other teams on the rise in there. So you know, listen, Will, you're wrong a lot. Are you upset if you're wrong with this one? Uh, no. Okay. Because I have no problem being wrong. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do for a living. <laughs> Professional. I'm wrong. You might as a well lot. get into uh, calling the weather now. I could. Yeah. Have I told you about that working in news that like. Like there are meteorologists, of course, but then there's people that are just like weather experts oh, yeah. and they do not have a meteorology degree. What what makes them a weather expert? See, that's a very good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I never found out. What makes you a sports expert? A sports expert? Hmm. Nothing, because nobody's ever called you a sports really? expert. I mean, I don't know. Would you consider yourself a sports expert? Uh, No. Yeah. And do you have I'm a certification a, that says you're a sports expert? Uh, no, but I'm answering the question from just a, a purely uh, a broad sense. Like, what does make you a sports expert? Well, I don't know. I don't know that there's certifications for it. But I think we call people experts in certain fields, right? Oh. Like, you would call uh, Adam Schefter an NFL expert, right? No, no. NFL insider. NFL I insider. think he okay. just knows people. He gets information ahead of everybody else. I don't think he's a prognosticator. Okay. Yeah, I mean, then you get former players. Would they be experts? Like, would you call Tony Romo a NFL expert, well, or would you call the him color a, guy? So yeah, but would you call him a you know former NFL quarterback and current play-by-play? -play, you know, I think a good one is Jay Billis. I think you can confidently call Jay Billis a college basketball expert. Okay, he's like he lives it. Maybe man. we should create an. Uh, we'll create a scale and we'll have certifications for it, and uh, we'll count up how many dumb things we say compared to Jay Billis, and we'll uh, rank ourselves accordingly. I say screw that. Let's make a college. There you go. Let's make a college where we charge people insane amounts of money to get a sports expert certification. Let's do it. And then they can leave our bartending academy style uh, university and they'll go out there thinking they're going to get a job and they right. go, oh, yeah, no, you just wasted like five grand. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, high, uh, the employer is like, I've never heard of this place. <laughs> yeah, my, my cousin, my cousin uh, turned 21 a uh, month before I did. She called me up and she goes, hey, I, I'm 
I think I'm going to uh, get a job bartending mm. when I turn 21. Do you want to go to the bartending academy with me? And I was like, yeah, I could use a job because I was getting ready to move to Vegas was my sure. plan when I turned 21. Mm-hmm. So her and I went to the bar- bartending academy. I graduated on my 21st birthday. Nice. From the bartending academy right here in downtown Portland. All right. And then I went, started applying for jobs, and they're supposed to have like that, we'll even help you find your first job. And it, the, everybody that saw the thing was like, oh, yeah, we don't care about that. Mm. Oh yeah, it was it was a very quick rude awakening. Like, oh, sweet a mixology degree from the bartending academy. Yeah, we have you ever bartended? No. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna need, need some experience there. Well, champ. probably because you were uh, you were hitting above your weight. You were probably going to the big rigs. You're probably going to Jake's. Give me Ooh. a job. No, didn't get to Jake's. I didn't bet who's song and Larry's. That's where I ended up. So, what kind I, of bartender I, I, I were you? Pretty well. Uh, drunk. Oh really? Oh no. Uh, no, I mean I was, uh, you know, kind of, kind of same thing I'm doing here, just trying to sound smart and hoping nobody realizes how dumb I am. Oh hey, Tiger Woods. You want to talk about that? Hey NBA. Dude, I talk sports. That was that was my mode. Just uh, notice that you were in a New York Giants hat. That is a football team. Yeah, it is. I know some things about it. Phil Sims, <laughs> Lawrence Taylor. They're like those are players. I'm like, yes, they are. So I got through it. Uh, yeah. Hi, I ordered a white Russian and this is a glass of milk with, uh, Werther's caramels at the bottom of it. Yeah. Uh, that's a white Russian. <laughs> the, the funny thing was it was, there were certain recipes that were just like ingrained in my brain from like the, somebody would order them once every six months and I just boom, boom, boom right there. No problem. Mm. There were other ones that like, that I should have known that I was just like, what the hell? Like, eh, this has got to be close. And then. Just kind of see what they would do. Did but you yeah. have the uh, snooty weirdos who'd come in and order something? Just you're like, what? Why now, are you doing see, that? I, ne- I never. Like I, flaming Alaska or whatever the oh, hell that's called. Oh, we used to do flaming Dr. Peppers at Hoosom. Oh, that's see, right. See, I always worked in restaurants, though. That was the thing for uh, me. Because okay. I, I got the, my first job was Who Songs. Then I moved to Vegas, worked at Tony Roma's. Uh, then I worked at the Hard Rock Cafe for a little bit, and I think that was all the places I bartended. But it was everything was like, can you make me the and it was something off the menu, you know, the the rock and roll Rita or whatever, and it was the Hard Rocks Margarita. There you go. So yeah, that's mostly what I made. Can you make me like? There's six different or eight different margaritas that we would make at uh, at Who Songs, and then it was the Roma Rita at Tony Roma's. Could you possibly, uh, I don't know if you have this behind the bar there, but could you take a Capri Sun and just squeeze it all out and yeah. then put like three quarters of vodka in the glass? There, there is, there's some people. That <laughs> yes, sir. Like, oh, I yeah. can do that. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing about my bartending career is it was very counterintuitive. I was the guy that was going sweet. So, um, any chance I could just get the day shift? Because I was trying to do stand-up, so I, I was never uh, – I, I wasn't the one well, going – Well, you saw the worst of it. I mean, I, 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 know, I saw if, the easy of it. The, uh, the best – If you're coming into a bar at, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon and it's just you, yeah, but like it's a something's restaurant. going on. Yeah, but it's a restaurant. No, right. no, no. But that's the thing is you come in and you get lunch, you sit at the bar because you just don't have anybody oh, with you. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, so no. I mean, most of the time I was just slinging food. So I didn't I didn't bartend, like, the Friday, Saturday, mm. sun, or uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, you yeah. know, when it, when things get crazy in Vegas – I was out, you know, trying to trying to be funny on stage. But yeah, the the bartending, just sitting there BSing about sports, probably helped me as much as doing stand up did to get this job. Should have gotten a degree from uh, uh, SSU. Yeah, sports center and Saint. No, yeah. center and Saint University. Oh. 
That's sports expert. Online! Uh, <laughs> did you see that we have to blow up college football? Ah, yes, and I'm on board. Oh! Eh, not really. Dabo and Darkens together. Dabo Sweeney says we need to blow up college football. We'll tell you why and how next. Center and Saint, Danny the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Will Darkins agrees with Dabo Sweeney. The name of this sports segment. So Dabo Sweeney says that uh, it's time to blow everything up. The college football ain't working. It's not working for him. He missed the college football playoff for the first time in uh, since its uh, inception uh, last season. That has nothing to do with this. No, no, absolutely not. But Dabo's <laughs> just looking around, just seeing what is going on right now in college football is not sustainable. And it's not for the reason that you might think. So you may recall Dabo's previous comments that if players get paid, he would quit college football. Uh, he still likes his eight and a half million dollar paycheck or whatever he gets every year. So I mean, he, to be fair, he didn't give a timeline on when he'd quit, so. <laughs> to be fair? What do you t- uh, uh, He could quit. If they pay players, <laughs> I will eventually not coach college football. That's right. I will take one more massive contract. At some point. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's like, he's 80, and he's like, you know, I'm finally going to quit. It, it all started, Megan. I'm quitting. Yeah. I, hate this, I hate this sport. <laughs> Three national titles later, I'm tired of it. I'm 100% over it. Uh, but no, it doesn't have anything to do with NIL. He's actually okay with that. He just thinks that the the sport of college football does not have the leadership that it needs. And at some point, and he thinks 
in the relatively near future, college football will split its top subdivision, which is the bowl subdivision of college football. So this just, it's not working where schools at the top, like Alabama, Clemson, and uh, schools at the bottom that are just trying to, you know, finish their seasons with everybody healthy because they have to play schools like Alabama and Clemson. Uh, they're just too far apart. You're never going to have a fair and balanced league. So why not just take some form of the power five and create a new subdivision of college football? I actually am all for this. I am too. I've always thought that this was, and we've talked about this many times, uh, where why on earth does a school like, oh, I don't know, uh, Texas, El Paso, uh, the miners, yeah, live in the same subdivision of college football as Alabama. Like, why on earth is, you know, mm-hmm. Nevada, I love you. Yeah. The Wolfpack is not going to ever win a college football championship. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. So why not have them play against Memphis and mm-hmm. Cincinnati? And, well, I know Cincinnati's no good out of the Big 12, but, you know, just play against those lower-level schools. Have a second college football playoff. Expand it out. You get to do a little bit more trial and error and, you know, play with some of the rules in the lower subdivisions and, and just go out and play football. More trophies doesn't dilute the product in any way. Well, I think that this is a good idea if you keep the current playoff format of four teams because really, I, yeah, because I think that the four team model has proven to be insufficient for people to recognize who gets a fair shake. Uh, you know, we, we threw a bone to Cincinnati this past season, and that's not to diminish everything that they did because they were a good team. It's just they played Alabama, and there's maybe one to two teams that can beat Alabama and even compete with them sure. on any given year. Yep. So it's understandable. But if you start to expand the playoff out into, say, 12, 16 teams, do something like that, I would have to hard disagree because I think then you get into situations where you are crowning conference champions and giving them opportunities to play in this, you know, uh, uh, theoretical tournament. And I think that when you do stuff like that, uh, teams like UTEP now have an opportunity, an opportunity to go compete with larger teams and get to the point where you can play in the first round or you can play in a wild card round or however you want to organize it. And you make an insane amount of money on those games. And so you start to spread wealth evenly across conferences and things start to kind of get evenly dispersed. And so it starts to become something similar to what the NCAA basketball tournament is where, you know, you get teams like St. Peter's that, you know, on a wing and a prayer, they can move a little bit into uh, into the tournament, further into the tournament. So I, I'm I'm like, I half agree in a way of like, yeah, I think you should do this if you're going to keep four teams. But if you expand that playoff, I'd say let them loose, man. Let them, let them compete. Do you know how many teams there are in college football this coming season? Uh, 152. 131. There'll 31. be 133 right. in 2022. So they're adding to this subdivision. And my thought is if you can, if you had a college football tournament instead of the bowl games, because that's the other thing is, is if you look at the way that it's set up right now, it's like, oh, congratulations, your school made a, a bowl game. In Division Two or the FCS college football, they play a championship series. They have a tournament. It's 16 teams. They go out and they play and they crown a champion. And you're still seeing kids from North Dakota State get drafted and James Madison, and they have their opportunities. 
if the second half, if you if you just cut it in half, say sixty five teams in each division, that's still a lot of teams. A lot of teams. You telling me that you couldn't find sixteen teams worthy of going and playing in a playoff style format, and especially the way that we have it set up now, where Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and you know whoever the fourth team, Oklahoma or whatever. They all win their conference championships, and then we wait till January or the last day of December. They win in the end of November, and then we wait a month for them to play. If you're telling me that you took and had a second-tier college football tournament and slapped it in between in the middle of December going into Christmas, there wouldn't be enough room for them to not have scheduling conflicts that you would really be excited about a Christmas Day championship game or something like that? I'd be all for that. Yeah. I can see that. I can see the appeal. Yeah. So I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I know these magic runs, the UCFs of the world, Cincinnati finally getting a crack at it. Yes, it was it was great for the little engine that could, but dude, they got run over by a steam locomotive that was mm. that's you know been doing that to schools of that size forever. So, now, how interested are you in bringing the BCS back? <laughs> Is that where you're going next? That's you know me, man. Listen, I have no, I have no interest in like, <laughs> We've kind of set up a pretty good system of determining who should win the championship, where whether there's very little argument in pretty much every sport except for college football. For some reason, college football is the one sport where they just can't quite figure it out. You mean Division One college? Division football. One, yeah, the top tier, yes, because yeah. all the other divisions of college football have got it figured out. High school football's got it figured out. Pee wee football's probably got it figured out. But you can go and and you look at 130 teams. There is no way you can draw all the lines in the map. Going all right, so it's 133 teams. You played 12 games against. 11 opponents because you had to replay Georgia in your conference championship game because you were scheduled this year on the same thing. So let's do that. So you only played 11 opponents. Let's just extrapolate that out across everything. And the champion is out of a hat. That's how they did it forever and ever and ever. And then they put together a computer model to do it. Then they put together a committee to do it. And we'll pick now we'll pick four teams. The computer will pick two teams and then we'll have a game. Now the committee will take four teams and we'll have a game. Can't we just divide it up into evenly sliced conferences and go, all right, we have 16 conferences. Just put a champion from each one of those and they're in. That's how college basketball does it. Oh, no, because that wouldn't be fair to the at-larges. Sweet. Then cut it in half. Make eight divisions. Half of them are conference champions. Half of them are at-large. And go play football. I think you should go to the league offices. It doesn't seem like rocket surgery, but for some reason, we cannot figure this out. It's infuriating. I know. I know uh, you're upset. All right. Well, Dabo's okay. on my side. I know. You and Dabo think alike. We do. We're uh, we're one and the same. Not really, but... No? I mean, in assistance, yes. Okay. Not everywhere else. Do you think do you think college football could survive a quote unquote blow up? Yeah, easily. Yeah, there's enough money. Easily survive it. Yeah. It's there's enough one. money and enough interest. That's really what it is. Yeah. Like what? you know, when you blow things up or uh you have um you you would call it possibly blips, right? Things where like there's a disruption. Say like the lockout in the MLB, right? Yeah. That's a disruption. That's sure. something that didn't yeah, really last couple, all that long. It was a couple weeks. Yeah, but it was a couple of weeks. Um, 
something like that happening in college football. I mean, it would, I mean, well, here, here's a real world example. The coronavirus Yeah. coronavirus happened in the NFL and college football are just fine. Yes. Like they, they, they sailed through those waters very easily. There were some issues of course, but at the end of the day, they are out on the other side and people are going shoulder to shoulder into stadiums. So who, I, yeah. who would be the driving force that could engineer actual change in college football. That's that's my question for you. So think about that. Like, where would it come from if there was going to be change? Right now, you have all the conferences that run things. You have the NCAA that is somehow related to college football. You've got ESPN, who is the owner of the actual college football play. Where does the pressure come from if there actually is going to be a change? Because I don't think Dabo Sweeney's comments are enough to do it at this point. We'll discuss that after this sports center update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We got a half piece to keep the world alive and want to cease. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Dabo Sweeney was talking to ESPN. He said, I think there's going to be a complete blow up, especially in football, and there needs to be. I think eventually there will be some type of break in another division. Right now, you've got everybody in one group, and it's not feasible. Alabama has different problems than Middle Tennessee, but... We're trying to make them all the same, and it's just not. I think you have 40 or 50 teams and a commissioner, and here are the rules. That's his quote. So my question is, if, if there were a blow-up, where does it come from? Who who would be the one to actually drive change in college football? Because I think that's always been... The problem, not just in college football, in college sports, it's like, who's really in charge? Mark Emmert comes out and doesn't even know what the university that just won the college basketball championship is called. He got it half right. <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think he did. Cause uh, tell me where uh, Kansas city is. Well, partly in Missouri, partly yeah. in Kansas. <laughs> uh, the larger part yeah, of Kansas yeah, yeah. city exists in Missouri. Overland park is the neighborhood in Kansas. So he went in the right state. I know it's pretty bad. So who's who who has the most influence over college sports companies, corporations? Is it corporations yeah. or is it broadcasters? No, I'd say it's corporations. 
Okay. Um, I would say that broadcasting rights are directly influenced by corporations that will fund things through advertising. And okay. that's kind of where I get to the root of it. Now, this is not a college football example, a pro football example, but one I think that is useful. If you want to talk about affecting serious change in certain sports, the uh, formerly Washington Redskins uh, were refusing to change their name. And the only reason they did do it was because FedEx, the largest private shipping company in the world next to Amazon now, uh, said, if you do not do it, we will pull our stadium sponsorship, which yep. is if you've ever looked into our research stadium sponsorship dollars, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's an insane amount of money to have your name attached to a stadium. And they basically said, look, we're wealthy enough and people use us enough and uh, know who we are enough that we don't really need all this press. And in fact, it's starting to make us look bad. Yep. So if you don't do it, we're pulling this and you can pound sand. And in about one hour, that changed. And there yeah. were the Washington football team for one, what, two? Was it one or two years? Yeah. Because FedEx said, we're about to walk. Now, I, I think in college football, it might not be this easy. Yeah. But I think that that's kind of where it starts is the corporations, because you do make a good point. Broadcasters have a heavy hand in all this, but broadcasters get their money from corporations that will advertise. So that's my answer. So... Here's one of my questions is what if Amazon, Facebook, Meta, Google, mm -hmm. YouTube, mm -hmm. decided that they wanted to have a little college football tournament? Ooh, interesting. And they said, hey, we've got all this money. Money's going to the winner. Here's how we're going to do it. And set it up and made it an invitation-only tournament. And just said, here's the criteria that we would like to use. But what if somebody what if somebody just goes outside of it and leapfrogs? And I don't I don't know what all the the legal ramifications or the loopholes you'd have to jump over. But Amazon's in the NFL game. They've got Thursday night football, and they paid a lot of money to get a, a broadcast team over there. They're paying Herb Street and Al Michaels, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. But if they decided that it was worth it to continue to grow their giant conglomerates and wanted to have college football, all right, we'll give the university and their general scholarship fund a million, uh, I don't know, $100 million? I know. I, you know, but what I'm saying, the money is out there, uh, and, you're, and I think you're right that there is corporations, but I think maybe it's incentive-based. And just go, hey, we'd like to have a 16-team tournament. Would would those universities care about the students and their well-being and all of the things that are stopping them from expanding the college football playoff if there was a big cash influx that could change the history, the trajectory of the university? Uh, yeah, I mean, in theory, I think that would work. And I think it's... Ugh. It's a good idea, but that's where you start kind of getting into scary waters of um, how much control are you starting to hand over to corporations? Well, how much how much control does ESPN have over college football right now? In terms of broadcasting, quite a bit. Sure. And if somebody wanted to jump into that arena, I think that they're. I think I think uh, that's I the see. driver. So you're kind of trying to even the field, then. Yeah, well, I'm just. Yeah, I'm just saying that I think that that's the driver for college football because there is no in the NFL. You can just go, hey, we're going to go and pull this scholarship or this uh, sponsorship directly from the team mm -hmm. because the NFL teams have their own sales departments and they have their own you know sales force that's out there trying to sell sponsorships. Then the NFL has theirs on top of that and they get you know do the revenue sharing there. Mm -hmm. But for college football, these universities, I think, still rely on a lot of the money. And a re the reason that Middle Tennessee is happy to be in the same conference 
uh, or the same division as Alabama is as a whole college football makes a lot more money than I think the individual parts of it. The NFL, each team is out there making sure that they make their money. They have the the avenues to do that. And being part of that, you know, small fraternity makes it really easy to do so and just be like, hey, there's only 32 of these teams. There's a lot more college football teams when you go out there and you're trying to be like, hey, we yes, they're selling advertising in their stadiums and doing all of that, but they still rely on a lot of that trickle down money. And part of the reason that we see the Pac-12 so, so far behind is they blundered their television deal so much. So if there's a bailout for that and it's Amazon or it's Facebook or it's whatever, yeah, there's going to be some initial response from, you know, the, the, the fans going, I'm going to get Apple TV to watch my games. But guess what? If your team start winning because all of a sudden the school has a lot more money, nobody's going to be upset very long. So I think that's yeah. the next, I think that's the best next big influence in college sports is going to be when these streaming services dude. If Netflix wanted to buy some college sports, yeah, just get the broadcasting yeah, on there. I, it's a slippery slope, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you make a good point with the ESPN that they do control a lot of... They own the college football playoff. They do, but it's it's a broadcasting thing, I guess. I What I worry about are with companies, because you mentioned companies Technically, like, the conferences own it, but you're right. Yeah. Right. Like the, What I worry about uh, giving a little bit of control to companies like Amazon uh, is that Amazon is very good at using leverage and that's kind of a duh statement for a lot of multinational uh, corporations but amazon is in particular very good at kind of driving the nail in on what leverage can be to an expense of other people mm -hmm. and you know they've done that with tax breaks in different states and have been able to shirk kind of environmental regulations near some of their processing plants because of the fact that they're bringing in so many jobs and so much revenue to states it's a little aside from sports, but I would contend that I don't think they really stop at just at, um, uh, broadcasting college not. football games. I think as time goes on and they start to assert why they are so important, they come to college football and say, we want more control of this game. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know how that looks, and I'm not going to speculate on how it looks. I'm just saying Amazon has a nasty habit of doing that in other parts of their business. I, I would fear that might happen with college football. Again, I don't know what that is. But again, who's in the position to say no to big stacks of I cash know. in college football? I Seems know. to be the driver. So, yeah. and you know, unfortunately, uh, universities uh, not immune to having their own internal scandals that have uh, nothing to do with money, uh, and scandals that have everything to do with money and everything in between. So, the idea that a big bad corporation is going to go in and affect the university system that is pure and innocent uh, doesn't uh, carry a whole lot of weight with me either. So nice. yes, Amazon evil, uh, the university system. I don't really trust that that much either. I don't trust anybody. Uh, I, I, we don't need to go through all the examples. Why don't we have a segment where it's just, it's just called, I don't trust anyone. I think we have that segment every other segment with you uh, not trusting anything that I say. Yeah, but I want some production behind it, and then I yeah, want to put it. on my West Virginia You want production? Saying. We've got production for what to watch. <laughs> what to watch? Great weekend in sports. Opening weekend of baseball. The Masters. Tiger Woods. What are you watching? Uh, Texas, 503-250-1080. We'll tell you what to watch next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? 
Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080, The Fan. All right, you took up way too much time loving on Dabo Swinney, so you need to hurry up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to mention real quick, talking about uh, uh, streaming services taking on live sports. Last night was the premiere of Apple TV's Friday Night Baseball. They do doubleheaders every Friday night. Amazon Prime is going to have baseball. Peacock is going to have baseball. I saw the Apple logo in a score box, and it kind of weirded me out. Yeah, I bet it did. But yeah, uh, I didn't didn't have a chance to tune in uh, last night, but the Mariners play in a couple weeks on uh, on a Friday night. But they do doubleheaders every week. I think I'm going to be kind of all about that. But this weekend... I'm watching the Masters. I got the I got the kids uh, hooked on uh, TPC Sawgrass for a little bit a couple weeks ago. The players and uh, trying to get uh, my children interested in golf because that is something I will be able to do with them until uh, until I get in a terrible car accident and hurt my leg so bad I can't play. Oh wait! Even after that, I could play. So insensitive. Is that insensitive? You are such a bastard. Why? I I would have just quit, but now I've been inspired. And I cannot I won't. believe it. I'm going to cancel you right now. How am I canceled? (laughs) What did I do? (laughs) Tell me the things. What are you watching this weekend, Will? Uh, You know what? I will have the Masters on in the background on Sunday. There you go. I will. I always do. It's one of those events in sports you just, you put on, you watch, you know, because it is. It is what it is. I do the same thing with the U.S. Open at the end. I do it with uh, tennis. Uh, I do it with Wimbledon, the replay. But, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll have it on. But also, dude, I'm going home and throwing in my Goodfellas DVD. That's as you should. I we'll just decided it. Just at an hour flip. one. I was like, I'm going home after this and watching Goodfellas. That seems fair. I don't watch Goodfellas in a long time. So good. I do like Donnie Brasco too. You ever thrown Donnie Brasco? Nah, that's a much. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, everybody have a wonderful weekend. We will be back uh, next week, but for now we're done. Enjoy the masters. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.